Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Mage of the Awakening Chronicle Into the West. This is episode 34, The Stag and Lion. Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20, the Onyx Path, and viewers like you. Thank you very much to all our subs, followers, likers, patrons, subscribers, the other subscribers yeah all of you thank you very much uh commenters big fan thank you um oh, yeah. and of course all the folks hanging out on discord and still putting up with us i don't want to think about how many months later i think we're officially over the you can count you know like we're, we're beyond the baby graduated beyond toddler status yeah yeah we're, we're well over 24 months god help us all right we're in the but, terrible twos mm. <laughs> Eh, terrible twos. What, what would that have been? The end of the rookery? No. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I'm not good at the uh, time. Time is weird, and I'm not going to think about this. Um, but yes, a special hand. shout out to our patrons. Three years. Three years ago. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, thank you to Adele, Al, Alexander, Angfaleth, Bernie, Buck, uh, Chandra, Chris, Clara, Dougal DeLoon, Emil, Funzo Sura Lee, George, Jack, James, Jenny, John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, John, Josh, Julian, Catfeathers, Crazy Man, 1772, Legget, Legba, Michael, Milo V3, <laughs> Ms. Grumpy, Moist Voice, still? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Moku, Mozart D minor, Noba, Other Guy, uh, Perry. <laughs> Sorry, Other Guy really threw me there. Uh, Is that Perry. Other Guy with a U? Uh, no. Okay. No. Other guy. Other, Other guy. guy. It's 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 yeah. Uh, it's Mick JB. Um, Puppeteer Raffia Ryan Chexara snoozed my awakening. What did I miss? Taryn, <laughs> that uh, that fiercest with the thigh highs. Thomas Ususama yeah. Vortex. You successfully arose karma, and Zoltan. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. You successfully arouse karma. There's a U in there. <laughs> Um, thank you all very much for your names. support and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, thank you <laughs> just thank you um, when we last left the coven uh, they'd gone on wacky wild adventures in the wilderness of Colorado following along a journal of high speech that has been giving them directions and steps to proceed through and in the last little bit they came across a bunch of uh u.s dragoons cavalrymen led by sergeant leo waltz you remember that chris sergeant leo waltz mm-hmm. leo waltz <laughs> um and uh, a couple others and uh there was a little bit of tension as they they wanted to inspect the the wagon for what supplies that they had and explained well the corporal did that there had been some thefts of uh, weapons and munitions from the nearby forts and they were concerned that people were smuggling them south uh so tensions were eased as basically the cavalrymen let them be shown what was in the wagon and uh then they went their separate ways while our uh our coven continued their kind of zigzag south um and then uh, and left behind little monuments of their past. Now, uh, this morning, uh, everybody waking up 
kind of normal, a little refreshed, have, you know, slept and stuff like that. I'm trying to remember. I don't think we had anything carried over from last night. Right? No heads? Don't think so. Okay. Cool. So, Quiet uh, willpower. Mm hmm. Willpower, if anybody's oblating or uh, scouring, do so now. Oh, that's the other thing. We had the wolf summon last night. That's, that's right. right. Um, and Hopper, he who walks through the clouds, whatever names you want to give him, uh, now returned. And yeah, actually, I think for the first time in more than a year for Isabel, turning on active mage light does not have him stalking and watching nearby, which probably has that like bittersweet. Ah, finally, but also kind of miss him kind of vibes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I guess after breakfast, as things are getting kind of packed back up, because, you know, you got to travel. Uh, Theo, you're consulting your notes. Mm -hmm. Your notes for today are blank. Wait, there is there is a section where you definitely wrote notes about today. And it is. Empty, the text is completely blank. So the original. Is has nothing there as well? No, and the, the original. The original still has gone. Well, the original still has something, but your notes specifically, the translation that you had written down is blank. So you have the little inserted pages and your whatever notes that you had there. Mm -hmm. They're completely blank. They were they definitely said something yesterday and the days before, but today they're blank. So the good notes are blank and my scribble notes are blank. Mm hmm. But the original still has stuff there. Mm hmm. Um, so let's see if we can make sense out of the original. Sure. But just say this is weird. My like totally mundane produced notes for today are gone. Mm. Just like like they were never written. I mean, does, isn't that also where we found the the new note in your notes? Mm -mm. No, that was a brand new page. That was in the, the new page in the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I, I have imagined that Theo has her notes interspersed in the journal itself. And so there was this new page that was just didn't have any notes tied to it. You know, obviously we don't have sticky notes, but that's kind of my thought. <clears throat> uh, Theo, so, hmm? Is the paper upon which you wrote the notes still present? Yeah. But all the notes that I actually wrote that I clearly remember writing and saw there yesterday are gone. Do you want me to look and see if I can tell when they disappeared? That would be an interesting exercise. Yes. Just for curiosity's sake. But in the meantime, I'm going to see what I can piece together from the actual notebook. Okay. If you'd like my help. Yeah, for sure. So you two put your heads together over the journal itself as uh, <clears throat> uh, Gisela Arachne um, casts, uh, well, post-cognition, I imagine. Yeah, just for like the duration of a day. And I just want to look at the page okay. and try to see if it ever had words on it. Because it's possible that 
time has been screwed with to where there was never anything written down there. Sure. So shooting back just one day? Yeah, because okay. if we know there were words on that page yesterday, mm -hmm. and a day ago there wasn't, then... Should have carved them in metal. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Who needs matter? You do it once, and you have your own memories. Although sharing those memories would be a little more involved. Could be. That's yeah. quite true. I mean, certainly not impossible. It just takes a little more. I'm going to need the four reach right to make it instant duration to scrub. Mm -hmm. I don't know the word in a particular. What's the other one? Why do I have another one? What's your uh, I think doing? two is for okay. the scrub, isn't it? Oh, my remembering poorly. No, that's just, um... Yeah, it's just one reach to move. I guess it's only three, then. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I counted four. Right. That's a little overreach. Um, are you spending mana? Uh, I'm using my tool. Okay, so just a chance die. Nothing happens. So roll your eight dice, please. Three successes. Uh, yeah, you launch yourself back and a day ago, effectively yesterday morning uh, to you know have a com compare easy comparison. There we go. Um, yeah, no, those notes are blank. Great. That was all I needed to know. <laughs> yep. Um. Jump back and you see kind of looking over past, you know, a day ago, Theo's shoulder and there's the notes and they're blank. It's just a blank piece of paper. There's a couple other like the translation itself is gone. There's many other little marks, little doodles where Theo drew a little cat in the corner and all that stuff still there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the translation itself is gone. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> done with that spell. That's all I needed. Yep. Um, relay that to everyone else yep. if something has missed with time because in this timeline that book was blank yesterday and there's no like residual you look at it with mage site yeah, does time site show me anything um time site does not show you anything with your active mage site This fate. It does not. Guess we can scrutinize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll scrutinize with time. Okay. Which I think for you is just five dice. And then if you use your. This is where your hag seeing stone comes in, would give you the plus mm -hmm. one. And are you going to spend any mana to give you bonus uh, successes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got eight. Okay. I'll so spend two. Okay, cool. 
This is a three opacity, by the way. Okay, so if I get one, that means... I, wait, no. You'll get one... T- you'll clear one tier of it. Mm-hmm. One tier. If you get a bunch of successes. No. Well, oh. okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Digging into this, looking at it, I will give you so much as... And it's not a surprise to you. Something has happened. Something weird is going on. But your initial look at it, you're like, I'm going to have to inspect this like tomorrow um your eyes kind of hurt you know however you want to however you perceive mage sight um no need for rolls or anything uh like that for theo and cloak as the two of you kind of put your heads together uh, especially especially as uh theo is working on being better with high speech and cloak kind of working alongside and the translation you come up with and I remember the old one, at least in general terms, right? So is uh, it different? Yes. We could also go into your uh, Ralph's perfect recall. Could tell you exactly what it used to say. Uh, that was going to be my next. To keep this from being too much of a wild goose chase, yes, you can. And no, they have no memory of what this section translates to. Okay, they because... Never- They've never Time's seen it redone. before. And the translation is there in Roll20. If somebody wants to, well, we'll have Theo Craig read it. So it's new. You've never seen this before in your life. And basically what I mean, I'm asking out of character. So this is a new segment and it takes the place of what was there before? Affirmative. Okay. Thank you. Think it. Choose your own adventure, except somebody else is choosing it. Um, so here's what we the... did choose it through how we proceeded through the previous challenges. Sure. So here's a text. Travel 50 leagues south into the desert. Challenge your mind and body by surviving on what you can find among or along your travels. Speak together and decide if it is a failure if you use your power to survive in the unforgiving desert. Do not fear your power, using it hesitantly as the stag, nor should you run rampant with your power as the lion. Spend a day of rest and glimpse your future if you continue on this path. Wow. It's like a good day. Well, yeah, not in any way surprised. This makes sense to me that this would happen. In what way? We anticipated that there would be some journey that required us to rely on our skills and, and abilities. And this suggests it's contextual. I imagine that. 50 leagues south of a place would not always be desert. And because the journey starts at home, which is subjective. It takes you somewhere inhospitable. Exactly. I doubt that whoever wrote this journal and is might be still directing us actively would try to make us walk into water. 
for example. I don't know. I imagine that we could survive in water if we had need of it. Get a boat. Or gills. <laughs> the yeah. more magical way of doing it, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it says to decide amongst ourselves if we consider it a failure to need to rely on our powers. No. But it also says, don't be hesitant with them. I don't think we should immediately resort to them, but if a situation like that comes up, I believe it would be acceptable. Out of character, based on average travel times for like a covered wagon, we're talking a, a week of travel. Our initial estimates for how long we were going to be gone are going to be a little off. I mean, we always thought that. Yeah. Unless we go through some kind of temporal anomaly on the way back. Who knows? That's what's true. Happen. Or a spatial one. Yep, that's true. Perhaps. Exactly. I know that on my end, I'm not going to mess with the time, just because that seems like part of the journey. Yeah. But I, if I'm, the time messes around us, as it apparently already has done. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm implying. Who knows what's going to happen? And we'll keep the horses alive. So. If you have need of my magic. Ask. Thank you. Otherwise, I will help you to survive in the mundane means. Uh, <laughs> the... the for of uh, you who are more robust and, you know, accustomed to rougher travel and things like that. Cool. Rilla and Jules, however, are sitting back going, um, OK, OK, we'll, yeah, we can we'll do make sure. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> turns perhaps not in the manner you're accustomed to. Right. Or, um, turns to Jules and says, I'm certain that whatever challenges we endure over the next week will be will pale in comparison to what you saw in Pandemonium. He smiles and nods and says yes. Uh, and I'm I'm not afraid of this challenge. But it is out of my comfort and well honestly it kind of points back north the way you guys came most of this has been out of my comfort um i i welcome the challenge i'm just well i'm a city boy and uh every now and then things like this really remind me <laughs> like he's he's already like rolling his sleeves up and like is prepared for you know being out uh actually he probably rolls his sleeves down otherwise he's going to burn mm -hmm. yep <clears throat> but uh no i'm i i have at least two very good frontiers women here to hunt and i can i can follow directions and i i am not afraid of butchery so i yeah i will do my share 
Rilla, meanwhile, is like shifting further back under the covered wagon. <laughs> She's like, nope. <laughs> uh, okay. We still haven't like settled that yes or no question of is it a failure to use your magic? I'm saying no. I don't think it's a failure, but I think we should try and do it. A last resort. Yeah. Rilla speaks up and says, I don't want to you know, speak for anybody else, but if any of us are in danger of harm, I'm going to use my power. Of course. Agreed. I think this will be more a challenge of will. Depending on what we're up against. Yeah, Jules is nodding because he looks back and I'm sure you guys have like a barrel of water, you know, and, you know, but Probably a few. Mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not a lot and you all did not think you were going to be going, you know, south or away from the river and this will do both. So the hardest part about facing hunger or dehydration is the fear that you will die. And unless indeed I think those of your path know that better than many others. I have survived a similar ordeal without these powers. I see no reason why it should not be just easier with them. Jules kind of chimes in and says, you did that by yourself. Without knowledge. Experience. So, I mean, with all of us, we have this, we have this in the bag. This, this isn't going to be a problem. As he's like inspecting his horse, like Oh God, what am I about to do to you? Uh, I mean, at a certain point, more mouths to feed mm-hmm. does make it harder, but mm-hmm. we'll be fine. With enough water, it will be okay. Remember that a member of our community so recently spent quite a long time locked away from others in a trial of will without food without water like Jules is you know climbing into the saddle and says I'm going cloak I don't disagree but she also has had years of preparation and training (laughs) and like motions to himself he goes I have not (laughs) the one thing I would suggest we all remain aware of is that everything we do is a challenge of a sort. So when I suggest that this might be a challenge of will, I suspect that it might be. Oh, and then and then and then he um, realizes that here he can rely on something he shares with Isabel. And he says and he, he, he turns to Isabel and says. Like Christ's trials in the desert. 
I hadn't thought about that, but that's actually Let pretty us pray that we do not meet the devil, though. If we do. Man, my prep would have been so much better if I had thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? Uh, so. Furiously scribbling notes. <laughs> so warehouse, a person who turns into a house at, at, at you know, at, under the full moon. It is now. Um, yeah, sorry. References. Uh, so you guys uh, mount up and ride forth. Um Jules and Isabel taking, you know, the lead out. Um, as you guys go, you do see that you have uh, the Dragoons off kind of in the distance, especially considering how flat. I mean, there's like the occasional hill and stuff like that. But you can definitely see a few folks out there kind of ranging out and about as they do their kind of zigzag patrol. And previously, you guys were kind of doing this waving snake motion, but now all of a sudden do straight south, um, which also puts you riding more or less with the sun kind of in your face. Um, mm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as you guys start out, uh, this is where we're going to get into ye D&D Overland uh journey um i imagine you guys still have rations because there's no reason for you to have dug into those previously um hunting like rabbits and stuff like that so right i was gonna say i imagine just because we brought it up on screen before that uh giza possibly has set snares at night yeah basically before we get too far south i also want to Basically try to gather as much food as possible because mm -hmm. we're going into more arid lands, right? Yeah. Um, the area that you're in is already definitely on the more arid side, but because you have the river, it's, you know, pretty survivable without too yeah. much. Before we get into the real desert, I want to have stockpiled as much as possible. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think for both of you, just we can do uh, trying to think yeah, I, I imagine just some survival check or uh, it's not survival, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, sh I should hope so. <laughs> well, I couldn't yeah, remember that's... if that was the actual skill. I was like, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Because I still Your completely disagree that, like, that the game tells you to use streetwise to navigate in a city. Mm-hmm. It's like that's, it's it's doable, wrong. but yeah, it's because that's a social skill. Right. It doesn't make sense to. I, I see it from the whole like reading the city and going, this is not a place I want to be wandering sure. around. But it's it's one of those like you can definitely like literally skills. knowing where a restaurant is or knowing where you are in a city mm -hmm. locationally. Nah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Can I do bits and survival? I'm a OK with that. Yep. And I, if you want to combine efforts or, you know, We've got Gisela, you know, doing snares while Isabel is doing actual, you know, hunting with a rifle or some such. Uh, no, I would have taken the um, shotgun. Oh, because we're, we're yeah. moving. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. I was thinking about Just at the end of your day. A little bit abstracted. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've got seven dice. I also have seven. I'll go first. Okay. 
have a plus one. Um, socialize? Yeah, that's socialize. You want to re-roll okay. that? There's six dice anyways. So you... Okay. Uh, weird. I'm just going to roll one more die. Sure. Nope. Okay. And so, yeah. For, we're playing Exalted. <laughs> for Ash, yeah. Just add an additional plus one to your roll. God damn. Wow. God damn. God damn. So, um, yeah, between Isabel and, uh, well, actually, let me step that back. Yeah, exactly that. Um, uh, Chris and Ash, how do you guys think that you have, you know, go, go ahead and tell me what you have done to, you know, collect up food, which especially with Gisela's idea of like, oh, let's stockpile. So we have a few things as we get into sparser territory. It definitely would have been uh, foraging as much as possible, like mm-hmm. any any edible plants we've got. Um, and I imagine with five successes, I probably found also something to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not super up on what the animals there are. Is that also just like really um, making sure that the cover for the wagons drawn down to give some more shade and stuff like that. Um, and double checking the, like, the hooves of the horses and that kind of stuff. I figured that was kind of, it was all preparation stuff, right? Okay, I so like that. Just making sure that everything's, like, really squared away. Gotcha. I like that, yeah. So, especially with the exceptional, um, I, basically, I'm not going to give you all a condition, because it's more of a big group thing, but it's, no, we are well set, we've checked everything, gone, you know, crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's, and confirmed that, no, we're, we're good before we get out to where, you know, oh, crap, you know, water barrel is full, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we have gathered supplies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the animals are. Do pronghorn live down there? Or it's too far south? The what? Pronghorn, antelope. Pronghorn, antelope. Possibly, not quite sure. But this is also 1847. We still have a lot more animals lived in a lot more places. Yeah, Yeah, we still have uh, plains wolves and buffalo and yep, good old bison. Maybe a little far south for those guys. But that's what I was thinking. Like I'm trying to think. I don't know what lives that far south. (laughs) There's got to be something. (laughs) I mean, if we're still in like Southwest Colorado, then very much still like. Mm-hmm. plenty of animals and stuff yeah there's there's you're at the tail end of the the you know googling animals colorado sure yeah there, there's pronghorns are there there you go <laughs> elk I'm moose sheep those probably a bit north whatever yep. but yeah actually, things to hunt yeah so uh imagine some of this is like now hanging from the side of the uh wagon as you all continue south uh, through morning, afternoon, evening, and we have, you know, the movie requirement of, oh, definitely moving into a new biome, sweeping shot of Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. terrain changing, moving from soil and grass into more gravel and then sand, Um, bushes going from leafy to scratchy um as 
just having flashbacks to my own childhood. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not well, less visible life, uh, but definitely, you know, you see desert hairs and stuff like that. Um, first day goes through rolling into the second day and it's the third day of travel where things are getting considerably rockier um, and with the wagon having to go much slower mm-hmm. places where you have to pause and pull out like planks to get over some rocks, things like that, cutting across places that currently are dried up. But if it were to rain would be your kind of flash flood, not quite floodplains, but territory like that, which slows things even further and Theo's guesstimate of this being a week. Yeah. It's looking like that. Uh, At some point in there, can we slip in a conversation with Jules? Absolutely. So evening around the fire, Mm -hmm. um, Theo just... So your awakening didn't... I I don't want to sound like I'm giving you judgment, but it didn't go the way sometimes they do... Sorry, start that, start that again. I missed something there. Your awakening didn't proceed as some do. I mean, as I understand it, my awakening went the way most do. Fair. Um, would you be interested in a second try? Yeah, you you have a particular angel that I can sign up with or like and he's, you know, very, um, you know, nonchalant (laughs) about it, especially he's, you know, he's had a recent conversation Mm -hmm. with with Legba about things. And it's like, yeah, I I would love a second try. You know, I I'm aware that I have probably squandered my my one shot. Uh, But yeah, if I get a second chance, if I peel back the curtain again, peel back the lie. Yeah. I'm kind of hatching a plan that maybe I would be able to help facilitate that. I mean, isn't that the the job of all mages? Try and nudge people into awakenings? I've been hanging mm-hmm. around Eggrock too much. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think there's different views on that, but an awakening is potentially dangerous, and um, but I, I wouldn't want to try experimenting without your consent. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there, so there's. Go ahead. If you're willing, we can try start trying some things. I mean. <laughs> and like he looks over to to Ligma and then uh, to to uh, to Isabel, and there's this moment of this this boy is definitely thinking, "Am I cheating by like like I'm I'm doing stuff with everybody? Is that okay? Are we is everybody okay with?" And I imagine you aren't having a like quite sneaky conversation about this, anyways. But you know, it's just the two of you. And, yeah. But he he nods. He goes, "Yeah, no, I." Um, I mean, if if nothing else besides what I could get out of it, if it means that you learn something, um, then, you know, 
I'm I'm on board. Like I've I've definitely like I said, I'm aware that I may have lost my shot, but if working with you we can figure out ways to to help people so they don't or and kind of gives you a look because he's like but you're not doing this for me and you you can see the gears turn a little bit and so pauses doesn't push the question because it's there in the back of his head but yeah if if this can help somebody else if 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 other people can be prepared for for an awakening better um yeah i'm i'm on board What kind of experimentation? Because <laughs> he remembers well, have, that he's talking to the necromancer. I have some ideas on how to provoke it. Um, that I need to test, I guess. That goes so bad. <laughs> it, I'm not going to lie. It could be dangerous and might cause harm. But if you're willing to give it a try, so am I. I mean, yeah, if, you know, we'll talk it through, figure out what could go wrong, you know, what we would get out of it, and we can weigh, you know, the our options. All right. I'll start hatching more concrete plans. Sure. Just, you know, I don't want to try anything while we're out here away from home. And, yeah. No, no. Why not? It's a perfectly good place to awaken. Kind of in the middle of an, an existing supernal mystery. Right, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> I'll be honest, if I'm hedging my bets towards one watchtower or another, um, and kind of looks over at Rilla, <laughs> it's like, that's <laughs> that's more my vibe. <laughs> just Yeah, you might just not have found been called to the right one. Which is a weird concept to think about. Because they're the ones that call you. Right, yeah. So mm. I mean, or maybe this was the plan all along was that I attempt to awaken through pandemonium and that shakes me out and makes me realize what I squandered. And then I have another chance with with um, it kind of looks over Rilla, the Aether, the Aether. Um, I mean, Primal Wilds. Terrific place, but I mean, I don't know that. Well, actually. And like realizing he's like, I'm not the kind of person to be with the primal wilds, but you weren't exactly. either. You had haunted it. You either survive or you don't. Yeah. And if you're not prepared to risk that, then I suggest the Baba Sarah find another candidate. There are also worse things than dying in the process. I also, yes, very, yes. Because had a conversation, kind of looked back at Rilla, you know, what could have gone wrong with her awakening. Um, but no, uh, that's a very good point, Isabel. Jules, hmm? remember that no one is prepared to sign their name to a watchtower until they are, and then they are forever retroactively prepared for it. 
that discontinuity is important to remember. So whatever happens on your journey, if it ends in awakening, it was what you were supposed to be and it is what you always are. So your visit to Pandemonium is meaningful. You could end up in the primal wilds and make what could be considered the same mistake. Or that might be another step in the place on the path towards where you need to be. Mm -hmm. But the little I understand of the ether suggests it is a place of potential. You don't get there by hoping to be there. Kind of sits back. Oh, I guess that's true. Am I trying... I trying to be recruited by a watchtower? I really don't think it works that way. I know. But it kind of also would make sense that... Well, no. Because people are like you can see, like this is this is officially going to fry his noodle while he thinks it over. <laughs> but, Remember, you already have a precious gift. At the, my life, yes, yes, and the fact that you see through the lie, mm -hmm. and or, that means that if you were to attempt another awakening. Your mind wouldn't be as broken as if you were still a sleeper. That's true. Now that would be a trick. Being able to see into the supernal worlds. To, to kind of prepare myself for the sensory overload of each of the different realms. And kind of looks back over at Theo and goes, this, um, this is going to take some time <laughs> to try and do something like this. Well, Something as dangerous as this, safely as possible. It's like playing with a loaded firearm. Um, yeah. The analogy suffers a little bit, but it's not wholly inaccurate. And I. I don't know that there's preparing unless maybe it's just to train yourself to be open to possibility. Which, I mean, I'm definitely that now, more now than I was before. Though at the same time, I have less sense of wonder because I know I've seen at least a little bit. Of what's on the less, other side? Less sense of wonder? Yeah. Um, you know, in, in days past, uh, seeing, say, a uh, pretty woman flying through 
the air would have made me, uh, you know, fumble and babble and just be overly excited about what was going on. Now it's more methodical interest in what is going on. You already have some answers. Now you just need to find new questions. Ooh, I like that idea. You know, Jules, I think it's a shame that we often lose our childlike excitement for the world as we age. Because the world holds no fewer mysteries, but holds more mysteries available to us when we become smarter, when we become more capable of indulging our curiosity. I think of it like this. If you think of your knowledge as a circle and the perimeter of that circle as your ignorance. We're only really capable of perceiving our ignorance on that perimeter. Just as when we are sleepers and we dream, we only perceive the shallows of the astral. And when we awaken, we can see so much more. We can explore more. When we visit the supernal realms, we realize how much more there is. However, when our knowledge increases... The perimeter of that circle increases, and we thereby realize how vast our ignorance is and how much more there is to know. My part, my sense of wonder at existence has only increased since my awakening and increases every day. The more I learn, the more I see, the more I see that there is to see. Yes. It's like climbing a mountain. From the top of the mountain, you can see that there's many more mountains in the distance that are each taller and more majestic than the one you're on. That's right. Hmm. I guess it's the inability to expand my mind and my senses the way you all can, where now I'm I have seen that there is stuff and with my, you know, limited vision, I don't have access. I don't have the ability. I need your assistance to see more things. So. You still have a potent mind. Thank you. You're welcome. It wasn't just meant as flattery. It's a precious thing. I once cared for naught but violence and the satisfaction of status within a tortured experience. And your situation seems in comparison to be Paradise. Oh, I have a good life. And I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. It's the other 
side of I'd things. Hope so. <laughs> he looks over at Isabel. Is like, oh, <laughs> whoops. Uh, but uh, but no, I'm I am I am pleased and happy with what I have, and I think that is the don't don't take me wrong. The the wonder that I feel is still there, but now because I know that there is more about these things, you know, you all merely will it and can see more and understand more just by looking. And for me, I have to be methodical to even tease out a little bit of that information. I have to spend time in ritual to summon forth the things that and kind of points over to Isabel that she just opens her eyes and can see. And yet here we are on a vast journey not knowing exactly what ritual we are inscribing with our travels. And he nods and says, and that is why I'm very excited to be here. Because even you all, with your extra perceptions, the ability to see the future, the past, even this, and kind of points at the journal, uh, is changing and shifting. This is exciting. Thank you, Death Fox. Poor baby sleepwalker. Yes, everybody be sad for Jules. <laughs> Jules is fine. Thank you. Uh, so, no, Jules. It is worrisome. It is most likely dangerous. It is. That is why I am glad I am with the most competent, confident, uh, not overly confident, and, well, powerful people I know. Even you, and kind of looks over at Rilla, who has been jotting down notes. Um, and yeah, for the most part, Rilla's adventures and in this journey has been in the wagon, occasionally sitting up front. Uh, she has on a couple occasions, um, like taken some time riding a horse, uh, which, uh, I think actually probably this particular uh, adventure is the first time any of you have realized that Rilla doesn't ride. Mm-hmm. Like she will totally hang on behind somebody as she did when uh, uh, G- uh, Gisela and her went out hunting. Uh, but for most part, yeah, her driving a horse Nah, no, nah, I don't need to do that. No, I have a wagon, carriages. That's more my speed. But yeah, on this little journey, it's like, no, 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 no. You need to be more comfortable sitting on a horse. You know, what if you need to ride? And it's like, um, OK. <laughs> Folks says, Jules, one last thing I hope you remember is that Sometimes the knowledge that we acquire slowly and painstakingly is the most valuable. The knowledge we acquire, or the, the it becomes the knowledge we're most likely to remember. 
that when it's easy for you to accomplish a task, you sometimes take it for granted. Oh, very much. I appreciate everything that I'm able to tease out about the world that I cannot see. It is why I have worked to study these things. So that I have a well, not innate, but a in-depth, that's the word, understanding of the things I have summoned forth. Like, little shiver of the some of the things that he has summoned that he kind of regrets having summoned. Um, mm. But, um, no, and I am, at the end of the day, I am content with where I am. So, while we talk of my future knowledge and future opportunities I also am uh, uh, letting that particular fire cool and not run too hot just mm -hmm. in the event that it doesn't happen don't raise my expectations for a slim minor chance of a thing if it happens I will be ecstatic but if it doesn't happen I'm happy and content to, to be your companion, to be your assistant, um, says that specifically to Rilla, um, and you know, to aid you in in your in your discoveries and knowledge. Because at the end of the day, I can be here alongside you. You all can tell me what you see. Uh, this particular kind of you know has been interesting because I'm hearing it from all of you. Normally, I'm off with Isabel or Rilla. Or, you know, actually, yeah, it kind of looks over and says, actually, yeah, and it's usually just the little bit with Gisela, but yeah, Theo and, and Cloak. I need to spend more time coming down to. Like the mines, I can definitely. That won't cause any. I got to figure out a reason to come down to the farm, though. Do you need a reason? You don't want social stigma. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> and like, you, you can... That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, there, it's the, the whole, you know, single man visiting a house full of single unmarried women. <laughs> but... And they're farmhands. That's true. Yeah, I guess if I go during the day... And admittedly, I probably should learn a little bit more animal husbandry besides, you know, like looks over to his horse um, <laughs> if I'm going to be out here in the frontier. Uh, with that, <laughs> before we like, hey, I'm on board for the conversation, but um, as the evening kind of settles in, uh, do, do, do. I might not say. Okay, cool. Can um, I absolutely. look at the book again? Absolutely. Actually, I technically owe you two more rolls. Okay.
You are actually rolling Dad. dice, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to um, use a willpower on this one, one, I guess. Okay, yeah. Remember, we've also this is our third day, so you guys have also recovered some willpower along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be my third roll. Mm-hmm. And are you spending mana on this? I didn't. Okay. Cool. So two of your three required to clear that opacity. That's one, two, three. Yep. Of five safe ones? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Uh, what's the safe rolls for scrutiny? Is it still based on Gnosis plus... Okay. Based on your... Based Resolve on your plus composure is for summoning. Never mind. Yep, okay. Cool. So, yeah, little progress, but not quite making it through that, that first wall. Um, I also imagine you all have been kind of keeping watch, you know, again, D&D style with, you know, somebody having a little bit of a watch each night. Um, In the morning, actually, uh, just because it came up before, uh, Theo, have you been doing like the last watch so you can start breakfast? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So you are basically nearing the end of your watch, Sun is just starting to come up over the uh, hills or mountains out. Uh, and a actual stag. Well, okay, I say actual. <laughs> this is mage. Um, a stag walks into the camp from nowhere. Absolutely normal looking stag. Um, long, big old antlers, which are probably out of season, if I think about it correctly. But, um, and yeah, no peripheral mage side pings or anything. Um, hmm, I guess that's true. Would peripheral mage side go off? Um, actually, no, I know it doesn't. Um, yeah, which all that means is that there's some potentially some kind of veiling on it um but yeah strides in like pause at the campfire and it's at that point that you realize that the stag is maybe a little bit tall for normal um so theo will just say hello there the head kind of turns sees you awake and bolts South. Um, Theo isn't spending time in contemplation, just Craig is. <laughs> sure. But Theo is much more open-minded and ready to roll with stuff than I am. Um, I'm going to give Isabel a kick. A gentle, pl- polite. <laughs> sort of a firm, but not to <laughs> do damage or anything. Um, I am not a firearms person. <laughs> yeah, give Isabella a shake. So I'm on watch, and this massive stag just sort of walks in, pawed at the fire, looked at me, and then bolted south. I can see it. 
Yeah. It's moving fast, but it's, you know, it's deer fast, not Ferrari fast. Deer fast is pretty fast. It is, right. But I mean, it's, it is visible on, you know, for, for the most part, you the guys are kind of, mm-hmm. desert. Yeah. Um, is it still close enough to take a gander at it with my wizard guys? Um, yeah, you got like, you know, a round or two before it's well out. Mm-hmm. But, or, you know, halfway down the football field, so to speak. Is there, um, anything like obviously magical about right. it? No, I was pulling up, uh, mage shape, um, and spirit and forces, right? Okay, um, so forces doesn't, you know, give you anything out of the ordinary spirit double checking um no uh actually i i will probably give you so much as weirdly it doesn't even have the deer resonance condition um life does show that hey it is a still alive body as they describe it in the book um free of toxins and diseases and personal tilts like to a point of like pure deer like you know animals in the wild have stuff going on and you know there's this disease or that disease not necessarily running rampant but you may have some condition here there no it is a well for lack of a better term is a dire stag it's big it's beefy and it's perfectly uh supernally healthy I am going to try to make it come back. Oh, okay. Gonna try and like control instincts or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Okay. It's a praxis, so. Nice. Uh, I think it's actually gonna be five reach to get advanced scale so I can actually affect it because it sounds like it's bigger than size five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stood by its composure. Cool. Um, reach instant duration scale reach instant scale oh sensory okay sensory cool so three overreach the first one where I said reach was uh, was for the Mm -hmm. the plus one for the supernatural yep spending any mana on that uh nope it'll be two uh sorry just uh, actually just a chance die dedicated magical tool oh right okay nothing all right yeah because you still have gnosis too so okay um 
five, one. Was the, the bonus for the perfected 10, was that only summoning spirits, or does this count as a summoning spell, if I'm trying to make it come Ooh, here? Um, this is w- definitely one of those, like, rules lawyery, does this count? I dig it. You are summoning it. Yeah. yeah. I, normally, I would say no, but in this particular... In this very yeah. particular instance, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, yeah, I would, we I'd also like, intrinsically get nine again to all spells aspect right. to the mm-hmm. kind of the path. Yep. And you did say this is a praxis. Mm-hmm. Nice. What's it? Five, one, eight dice. Oh yes. Three potency. Oh. Four potency condition. The praxis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sh- shred the sure. stand. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so you, well, actually, give us the imago for this. I've been bad. You guys, yeah, remind me. The imago is her. Um, literally, just like, essentially, Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. Um, just takes a gander at it and then puts up her flute and just plays a little melody. Um, and it's just, yeah, like Pied Piper sort of siren, like, this is, this is more interesting. This is something you want to check out rather than being something to be afraid of, to run away from. Camping down the, the, the flight aspect of it. Yeah. With the obvious undertone of both of those things being that this is actually a dangerous thing to be near. Mm Mm-hmm. Like from from Isabel's perspective, like how she's crafting it, not from like how the the stagnant. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, punches. Oh, and, you know, uh, Um mm-hmm. But yeah, the deer like. In that full sprint and like slows down to the jog walk turn. And like especially now that you are able to get a glimpse at it. And I I guess because Theo's there too, there is a like intelligence to this thing. Hmm. Um, It is very clearly studying you with a little bit more than, you know, dumb deer in the headlights uh, kind of expression and slowly makes its way back from a walk to a jog so it's going to be a minute before mm-hmm. it you know because now it's you know saving its strength and not at full sprint um and starts to kind of wander back kind of in that you know per- not parallel but yeah parallel to you getting a little bit closer but not headed straight towards you so it can still dart away if necessary but yeah siren siren song is a is a good way to put that mm-hmm. can we say the the song woke the rest of us up Oh, I imagine everybody's... Oh, yeah. yeah. The flute playing. <laughs> you all wake to the sound of the Willy Wonka. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you, Stag, get over here. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to cast another spell. Okay. It's a uh, speak with beasts. Sure. Scale for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, instant duration sensory scale. Cool. And then minus two to get the extra one person in. Sure. Alright. Throw. Paradox. Yeah. Uh, cool. Five, nine, seven. Yeah, that's right. Four, six. Is that one to practice? No. Okay. So, yeah, as it gets closer and kind of observing you, actually, I'm here with the, with the speaker beasts. Okay. Interesting. It doesn't uh mention how how do how does how do you pick up language from uh a beast? But uh so we're gonna lean into the fact solution for that. I mean the spell unveils. Oh no no no. I, I, I understand. I'm thinking of what kind of language it speaks. Um and so I'm basically yeah, you read your body language. I mean, yeah, the I mean the subject can speak in her own language and the magic translates her words for her. And, and right. Pierre can vocalize and stuff, right? Right. I I this is this is all just on me, guys. <laughs> Calm down, I got this. Yeah, I I I'm trying to think of how it because yeah, deer vocalizing is it honestly it's kind of a terrible sound. Horrible sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, but just it's body language and it's mm -hmm. like right. And that's around and stuff like that all gets translated. Right. To that's it. yeah. That's what it's getting to. Um, the um, and so like once that spell goes off, um, I'm just going to say good morning, timid one. Uh, but yeah, body language uh, and kind of the vibe that you get from it is at this point now curious and is you know going I'm I never mind I was about to do a voice I'm not going to do a dear voice um I'm not timid I'm just cautious it Very kind well. of continues moving forward and you know there's there's a accent of pride you know the, the head comes up big old like and this is 100% especially for Gisela and yeah and and Isabel like this is like a prime mount this on the head you know uh kind of stag um especially it's just ridiculous size and but it comes Which forward for us right now it means nothing because that sounds like more of a pain in the ass to deal with on this journey than oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Uh, you may release your cautious instincts. I promise that none of the six of us shall harm you while you are in our camp. You'll understand if I don't necessarily come into your camp, but I am curious about you where am I you are 
seemingly a bit outside your territory. That feels right. <laughs> Gesture around to the, like, <laughs> rocks and not quite, like, total sand dunes and stuff, because that's not really where mm -hmm. we're at yet. Where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> I was here. You haven't always been here. How did you get here? Mm, no. Nope, this is it. Like, you can watch its head just kind of turning and looking about. Nope. Can I look at it with fate sight? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most animals do not have a very varied, you know, thing, but this one seems to have a very just single one. line. And line. it also doesn't seem to go very far. <laughs> it have been created by the ritual. Maybe you were created by the ritual. What does that mean? We're on a grand journey. And our current instructions asked us to consider the timidness of the stag. I'm not timid. You bolted when I said good morning. Of the stag. Well, I didn't know what you were. So, I mean, of course I ran. It is a wise instinct. I'm a After wise all, stag. The next line is about a lion. I don't like that. What's a lion? <laughs> One of the grandest predators in the world. You like predators? I understand them. Like, a shift of paws, hoods. For much of my life has been spent as a stag. Very strange looking stag. Appearances can be deceiving. What does that mean? It means that you would not like to be thought of as just any stag. I'm the stag. And you don't like to consider yourself as being timid. No. I'm cautious. I'm careful. Hey, maybe somebody look at this thing with Prime. <laughs> See if it is, in fact, magic. Um, but yeah, if anybody turns on uh, Prime Sight um, and at <laughs> uh, Isabel's prompting, uh, Really goes, who can just oh, yeah. <laughs> like she's just been watching like this this Not going on. Eyes. Right. And she turns it on and she goes, Oh. And like very, you know, Soto Voce under her breath. 
he's not real. In what way? In what way? <laughs> um, I've never seen it before, but there's a making spell of life on him. Created by this challenge. Or something. I mean, that doesn't mean he's not real. <gasps> it's not natural. I would argue that, but... Can we, like, try to scrutinize it and see if it has anything like a Nimbus on it? Uh, yeah, you can try and uh, search for its signature Nimbus. Yeah. Unfortunately, A, it's the break, and B, um, as soon as any of you get up to, like, and start to using the, the, the narrative side of things rather than mechanical, start to move mana as if you were to begin scrutinizing it, it just winks out of existence. Interesting. Double check the guns. <laughs> Sorry. Chris has seen this movie. Going to get rid of it. Uh, yeah, Rilla goes, you know, brings up and says, from what I could see, I don't think that was your fault. Um, I, I didn't have long to look at it, but it. I don't think he was going to be around very long. Very small thread. Very small thread. About an hour. I'm just worried about the lion tomorrow morning now. <laughs> So double check the guns. Double check the guns. Chris has seen this movie. I've read the foreshadowing. I know where this is going. So while Chris checks on Chekhov's gun, um, we're going to go on a break. Uh, Twitch I'll guys, fly. get up, walk, pet your dogs, make sure that they're real, um, and <laughs> touch some grass, go to the bathroom, get a drink, and uh, you two guys, you know, back in a blink. Oh, yes. Stag disappears. And Gisela, excuse me, uh, Isabel immediately makes the, hmm, I'm going to go check the guns. Uh, confirm they are, in fact, in working order. Uh, they were used just a couple days ago, after all. Uh, well, actually, that's true. One of them was probably fired once uh, the other day. Because um, Gisela and Theo are pretty good with firearms. Both of you, right? Can't remember. Isabel. Isabel, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to start to reevaluate my perceptions. No, I never, it never even occurred to me that we would encounter a real stag. I was thinking too figuratively. Mm. Yes. Well, like this is trace of the stag, not an actual stag standing in front of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, in this particular case, this is the uh, life leg of the journey. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, 
you guys have a little conversation with Rilla filling you in that, yeah, that looked like it literally was brought into existence by life magic and by her guess, if somebody has that level of knowledge and power doing something as simple as veiling the spell from our peripheral mage site would be child's play. You know, Rilla kind of makes a comment that like she can do that now. So, but, um, I do wonder if it showed up because we haven't been using magic very much. It was do not be timid like the stag. Rilla kind of makes a face and says, somebody calling us a bunch of stags? I I think I would prefer that, though, rather than Isabel's idea that a lion will be coming for us next. Or even if we are functioning like stags, the stag did assert that doing so indicates caution. Not timidity. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, none of us are are lions. That's, you know. Thanks for yourself. Yeah, one of us does have a more confrontational inclination. (laughs) Rilla looks from from cloak to to Isabel and goes, oh yes, only one of us. I would cloak suggest... looks at Rilla and says, I will say this to you once. If you think I am confrontational, enter my mind and you will find the truth. Changing the subject. No, the... no, 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 hang on. And, and I'm... And I actually haven't been into your mind. And if that's an invitation, I would gladly take it up. Yes. You may think of me differently then. The book did say using magic rampantly, not being a confrontational person. Yeah, it was. It said there was a direction in the quote do not fear your power, using it hesitantly as a stag, but nor should you run rampant with your power as the lion. So it's telling us to find the middle ground. Hiding our our light under a, a bushel or leaving it as a burning fire in the grasslands. You just have to find the middle road. Yes. Should be put on a lampstand. Also, for the record, I do not mean confrontation as a criticism. Nor was it received as one. Uh, you guys sorry say that again keep your eyes peeled today yeah Rilla actually yeah when, when you mentioned that Rilla shifts and moves to the back of the wagon instead of just like sitting in the middle of it and you know. I'm gonna go ahead and do my scrutiny on the book this morning oh yes please and I'm I'm gonna spend two mana okay we already have two down of for this one right so if I go over does it roll over if you get an exceptional if you get five 
including them. If you in get mana. five, you, you get five, clear you everything. Yep, mm-hmm. get it done. So not really worth one mana. That's true. One will clear this level, five will clear all the levels. Right. Okay. So uh, the first thing that you do get from this while well, you're trying to dig down and find the signature nimbus of whatever has done this, you can at least crossing through. And the fact that it had the the three opacity did make it clear something is going on here. It's not just a page. But you find the evidence of something changed. Now, it doesn't appear that this paper was affected, but using the translation and realizing that because the translation changed, this could never have been written. And so something has happened, not necessarily to the page, but maybe to the journal. Right. Um, which I will go ahead and let you know, technically, uh, Two and below is a locked opacity unless you actually have the journal as well to use as comparison. But you have the journal. We did, so. Mm -hmm. She's real mad at me. Mm -hmm. Need a sidecar. Just let her sit up there with you. Yeah, sit there. Just some soundproof doggo headphones so she doesn't hear things outside. Okay, we had, I guess, Quantico doing explosions until like 3 a.m. last weekend. Every 30 minutes or so, like almost rock the walls explosions you could hear. So that was great. I'm sure. Because we were talking about like, can we get noise proof dog headphones? Yikes. Soundproof the whole house. That'll solve the problem. Uh, so you all gather up and head out. Uh, like I said, Rilla's moved to the back. Um, uh, Jules and Isabel continuing out front um, uh, with you know everybody else kind of rolling through the, the seat, potentially walking, especially considering at the pace that you all are moving. Um, walking is probably as fast as the wagon in many places. Um, But yeah, the day continues through for some pretty rocky terrain that seems to kind of undulating. There it is. Um, Terrain and especially with spots where the sand gets very loose and having to kind of occasionally get out and push the wagon, which Cloak is fabulous at uh just like you could pull the wagon strength performance yep don't know how long but definitely enough to you know clear you know problems and stuff like that um eventually though you do come across a problem that well yep we're not going to just manhandle the wagon over this um Mm. it's not a huge canyon but Mm. um there is a large enough uh well steep enough ravine down Mm. and back up the other side you could 
go around it. You can see where it kind of tapers off and you could go around, but it would add maybe another two days to your journey. And it, did it say go 50 leagues directly south? south? Mm -hmm. So you have a, a question before you of how to cross it. Do you cross it? Do you go around it? Is that going to, you know, break the ritual? I think we should go across it. Of course. Rilla suggests I can adjust the gravity of the wagon to... We needn't do that. Rilla's got two dots of forces, right? Last you saw. I can follow I mean, a bridge. We probably would have talked about that. She had out outpaced me. Oh, that's true. Uh, but no, I haven't yet actually changed her forces yet. Actually, I actually haven't changed any of her arcana yet. I need to review that. I think yes. a strong bridge is a good idea. Just look to Theo. This is your will. Making a bridge. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you are unable to do this, I can get us across immediately. I don't like that idea. Because it's not... Is it crossing a distance or is it just making the distance not exist for the moment? They're one and the same. Accepting that that's your perspective, and I, I understand that. Um, how would the ritual view it if we're not actually traveling that distance? But we can make it so that we are traveling the distance. And I admit I don't have your in-depth knowledge, but it seems like it's more deleting a chunk of the distance out temporarily and then putting it back in behind us. I understand why you would think of it that way. Let me try and provide an analogy. You, If we think of the entrance from one room to another as marked by a threshold, if we removed that threshold, then we would consider the whole space one room, right? If we remove the walls, would you agree with that? I mean, if you want to physically be on the other side of the room, you still have to move the distance, though. Just because you made it all one room doesn't mean you're I, there. I know. I'm, I'm getting to that. It's not... There is more for me to say. So, really all right, I'll put it plainly, it seems. <laughs> uh, as usual... These kinds of discussions are not your interest. So, despite this journey being about this, I will make it simple. Distance is a lie. 
whether we are here or on the other side of the canyon, is solely a consequence of us perceiving that there is a gap between here and there, and experiencing it as though there is a gap between here and there. In the supernal, here and there are the same. There is no distance between them. And so there is nothing to delete. Jules puts forth, uh, and he's, he's sitting here with, like, Rilla's notes, and says, and if I'm being particularly pedantic and, and being a bit of a ritualist myself, <clears throat> please do. Um, it only says to travel 50 leagues south. Doesn't say anything about straight lines, walking it, riding it, just yes. go 50 leagues south and then we rest. I think it's fine to take the two day detour. I don't think that will disrupt anything. Would prefer not to. I do not think it too lion esque to ask one of you to help us across this chasm before we resort to Rilla and I having to sort of tilt the world around us and make a rather violent uh, try of it. I mean, Rilla's over here going, I mean, we can... She'd like to try. <laughs> I mean, because I can move the wagon and then you can give the horses wings. <laughs> I'm just saying. And when they have then flown away... Oh, so we would have to ride Pegasus. Listen, um, <laughs> that sounds good. Add <laughs> uh, a character. Cloak's gonna activate Mage Sight so mm -hmm. that he can determine the exact distance across, and mm -hmm. then communicate that clearly to Theo so that she knows the exact dimensions of a bridge. Yeah, what scale are we talking about for shaping yeah, here? Exactly. Uh, yeah, this is. It's not like uh, like I said. It is not a far distance um, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of scale. Let me just pull up. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to expedite that. Oh, no, no. I, I think that was one of Craig's considerations. Like, okay, what spell mm -hmm. factor is necessary? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Cloak can turn through space sight could know instantaneously what the distance is. So, yeah, it's, yeah. The other side of a small warehouse is pretty good. Even maybe a large warehouse. Um, so scale minus four. at its, like, largest. Um, so I'll go with the large warehouse to make sure I have enough volume or whatever mm -hmm. to make it secure. Um, that way you aren't tiptoeing on a narrow bridge. It's going to take me a while, I think. I'll put some ritual decorations into this. That's fine. It's still faster than a two-day detour. Mm -hmm. Rilla, like, since we're, you know, since we're taking a break, Rilla hops off the, uh, the wagon and, uh, goes over to Isabel and says, 
I was actually kind of serious about the idea of like flying horses. <laughs> I mean, not not now, but. What is the durability of stone? Stone. Uh, I believe it's two. I'm going to bookmark this stuff yeah, sometime. If you put extra layers, you get more. It's plus one durability layer. So five should cover me then, right? Can I do anything to like... Stone is two. Buffer her? <laughs> um, there are a couple things, and one and of them... Like spellcasting boons, or... Fate specifically is it supernal superlative luck? Yes, um, you can get a rote quality on it. It doubles uh, the ritual uh, time for it, but it would basically mean uh, that Theo would only take two ritual durations instead of one, or still take two ritual durations, but. Uh, then have the rope quality, which will almost guarantee the spell goes off. I can also give her eight again. Mm -hmm. Eight again. The the downside of eight again is you already roll a success, so eight again is only useful for getting like exceptionals. Whereas the rope quality gives you a chance to re-roll any any that fail. So effectively doubling your dice pool. Um, I would hesitate to experiment on the poor beasts while we were already in harsh conditions. Oh, no. Already up. No, like, um, well, I guess like we've been having conversations with Jules and, and one another and like was invitation into his Oneros and things. Uh, no, I'm just realizing that there are things that we could do together. Um, and I know you and I both have a, a passing interest in forces. Um, and I've started to learn a little bit of life and observing. I mean, we don't need to actually subject the horses themselves to it. Uh, but the idea of if you want flying lessons you need to only ask I mean yeah that's that was the so I started with the horses flying and then I realized yeah there's no need for them to fly if I could fly and, and I know you do have a... from this the last time I did it but <laughs> but yeah it would be an interesting thing. The idea of having a new form and seeing how my mind adapts to it or the magic assists in that. There's a PST flashback to Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, hey, nobody nobody slammed into the ground. <laughs> no, that thing we fought. That wasn't even human anymore. Who, the stalker? He was fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was many things fine. Was, was definitely not one of them. Not one of them. Depends on the definition. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that guy. Okay. I think I need four each, two for the make it work on spells, one for instant, one for duration. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's a duration spell, so that will set it off to however long she needs. Right. Um, so that's... Uh, I'm using my magical tool. Six, so down to four. Uh, and I can spend mana for two. Okay. Two dice. Nothing. So please. Uh, 12? A lot of dice. It's only four successes. Right. Hey, you do not get your mana back. Uh, do remember that the spell itself also it's costs awesome. mana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, you got the rogue quality on one roll. I assume it's going to be this one. Yeah. Um, which to uh, go back to that um, for Theo because this is doubling your ritual durations so you're normally at just one hour anyways uh, so this makes them down to two so if you've added any additional bonuses you may want to remove those unless you want to spend two, four, six, eight hours casting it'd be six based on the rituals I put in it'd be six hours Do you need that many rituals if you're rolling them root, though? Uh, probably not, so I'll cut that down. Okay. I'll spend the two hours doing it. Okay. So I'll take that six down to um, four. Okay. And uh, we don't have a spell rule um, rote template. No, uh, we'll just look and nope. see if there's any dice to okay. reroll. Um, so one overreach. Um, mm-hmm. Or, if you want, you can type it in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't. If you happen to remember the actual code yeah, for that, um, uh, the overreach is being handled by or just doing two paradox dice. Um, no, um, uh, using the perfected bone cane oh. as a rod to impose my will on the world. And that's a dedicated magical tool called. Okay, I hadn't realized you dedicated that. Absolutely fine. Boop. Nothing. Cool. Yeah, I get. Uh, so that's minus two, four, and four is eight. All right. So one second here. Ralph, were you able to find it? Is must be in another game where I wrote it up. Okay, just go ahead and roll the eight dice, and then because we can see. Yeah, Yeah, you'll be able to use it later. Well then, (laughs) it's all right. It's all right, Ash. Gisela doesn't know. (laughs) It worked! Hooray! Yeah, my spell definitely helps. Actually, six successes. Um, Is that? (laughs) Well, oh, okay. I see. You, you, you did pull it up nice uh six successes um so uh what would you like to do with your exceptional success um i'm going to bypass withstand 
So this is a like a cast party fucking yeah. bridge that's made up. Hardy stone bridge. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, let, let, let's talk Imago and the effect. What, what, what's this all look like? This is, this is a biggie spell. Um, or a flashy one, I guess. So uh, I'm imagining just like pulling in stone from the sides of the canyon towards the center to give us raw material and then just extending it out like an arch. Oh, okay, cool. So literally just a long span across. Yep. Okay, cool. Like like uh, the Bridget Kazadun. Yeah, the Bridget Kazadun. <laughs> Knew you were going there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so that just... I imagine just straight up shoots out like a fountain yeah. almost. Just spray, you know, rockety. Excuse me. Rocketing across. Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, Terrible. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> Rilla, like, who's still off the uh, wagon, kind of looks over it. And I mean, it's a wa- it's well wide enough for the wagon, but she kind of looks down. <laughs> She's like, you know what? And she just she she gets behind the wagon and just walks staring into the back of the wagon. (laughs) Sure. sure. Uh, Yeah. And uh, so you guys walk across the canyon, uh, which, like I said, it's somewhere in that small to warehouse range. So it's literally like a minute or two walking that's it but yeah just walking over and especially imagine once you get you know somewhere in that mid range that's when you kind of get some of that wind coming across and up through the the ravine and stuff like that there's just one little like whimper (laughs) from Rilla who's like nope this is not okay (laughs) I will hold her hands (laughs) just don't look down it's fine (laughs) I thought you wanted to fly it's it's different (laughs) And she's like one hand on the back of the wagon, one hand walking with with uh, Gisela's hand. And yeah, it's like, like be able to save yourself before you hit the ground. I guess that's true. If you can f- focus on your Amago while you're rushing <laughs> right. towards a deceleration yeah. trauma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if, but if I'm flying, then I have wings. And so I'm not falling. I'm flying. Uh, but yeah, her her like grumbling and complaining and explaining her fear after she's actually gotten off the bridge (laughs) right yeah Yeah. she's already she's back in the wagon and you guys are moving um how long is your uh, spell last uh craig one hour okay do you let it actually last the full hour no i think i'll um i'll drop it once we're on the other side gotcha uh second question um actually hang on let me go back over to roll 20 yeah, okay, so you're shaping. So do you put it back? Put it back. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because <laughs> shaping... As near as I can um, to the original sure. positions of everything. Which I feel yeah, like... you can probably just do that in Matter Mage. Mm-hmm. Right, that's kind of my thought. It's like, no, I'm just going to restore this back to the way it was before I got here. Uh, National Park Service appreciates it. Uh, that can be founded for another... 60 something years but mm-hmm. I've met some park rangers man some of them will come after you listen <laughs> it's retroactive appreciation yep oh, I'm so glad there isn't some 
hastily nimble, <laughs> yet incredibly durable stone bridge. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> plummeted, but it didn't break. What happened here? <laughs> oh, that would be really weird. Just this... It clearly came out from here, and it led... How did this naturally shape? Yes, how did it naturally shape? <laughs> it would be so useful for, for wildlife, though. Mm, wildlife be. would be very appreciative. Good old land bridges. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Just, just before she lets it go, like, Theo's just going to take a moment to admire her handiwork. Like, this is definitely the biggest spell she's ever done. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, in terms yeah. of, yeah, like, physical space, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then very neatly and tidily puts it back. And fortunately, it's actually kind of easy because you've got the whole ravine thing. So you just, yeah, just kind of line up the striations a little mm -hmm. bit. And yeah, okay, good enough. Uh, so yeah, really continues her, you know, griping about the difference between fear of heights and flying. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, you all continue your ride through the, the desert, who now after several days of you know getting away from uh the purgatory river which is basically the only major river this direction until uh quite some way south yeah well into the not quite steps badlands i don't know exactly the yeah uh uh right biome that we're in but yeah at this point it is officially like you know, buzzard territory. Um, mm -hmm. well, after an hour after we drove away, Theo just sort of, uh, we probably should have erased our tracks. And so the goons are following us. <laughs> and then they just hit the ravine. And they just disappeared. Yeah. You know what? Let them think about that. <laughs> I mean this in the most sincere way I can about Sergeant Leo. Fuck him. <laughs> sure. Uh, and Rilla is at this point, you know, laughing because she realizes, oh yeah. From her perspective, she's like, as a scientist, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we of all people should be aware of the dangers of making people curious. <laughs> she says, but hey, maybe it will lead him to a new appreciation of life and understanding. And maybe in our own little way, we lead to his awakening. Or maybe it'll lead to a large bonfire with a stake in the middle. <laughs> oh. Well. There's, there's a few ways that could go, right? Yeah. I think that's a, would be a. Tremendous leap on their part. Be a damn shame for their uh, fire to not be able to light up, though, huh? I was th thinking more metaphorically than mm -hmm. literal. I know there's not necessarily any particular danger to us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which actually, of of mm -hmm. point, because you guys have been heading straight south uh, for several days now, uh, you have lost sight of your cavalry friends. Mm. Yeah, at this point, we're just kind of concerned about running into the war. Which, um, from your understanding, is still quite a ways south. Uh, further than that? Okay. Yeah. Folks, um, uh, Theo, I'd like to engage you on the concern about curiosity as well, because I think this is 
has been a sticking point in our coven. In that, it seems that we are all of a different perspective on the responsibility we bear to the actions others choose in response to things that we have done. Although I believe it's wise to be cautious and to clean up your messes, I don't think that there is a responsibility necessarily leavened upon those who do something just because someone else makes a bad choice in response. I'm not sure what you're getting at. I'm just expressing my perspective on responsibility for consequence in that I would agree, but it's also not a wise thing to do to leave out a bunch of sharp objects in a children's playroom. I agree with that specific example. I'm merely stating that it's contextual. And I think that there's been perhaps a lack of acknowledgement that we all think differently about this specific aspect. We have taken for granted that we all think the same about the nature of sharp toys and small children and that I don't see every single person as a small child just because they lack my power. I've seen firsthand the what exposure to our power can do to someone. The damage that it can inflict entirely unintentionally just by observing it or seeing things that with their that are beyond their ability to process. Catherine has had several um, I'll call them episodes. And it's not her fault that it happens. But I have the ability to limit that and limit the, the damage that that might do to her and to others who just can't process what we can do. That's my concern. And sometimes the people who experience these things turn inward. Sometimes they lash out, but it's not necessarily in their control. That is true. And I think those are good examples of sharp objects. Again, I'm merely expressing a pers general perspective. And then also the specific belief that our mundane actions do not necessarily burden us with the responsibility for the consequences of other people's actions in response to what we've done. By carelessly or recklessly using our power and leaving the signs behind for others to find them and have their minds affected, yeah, that is unwise. And I wouldn't I wouldn't casually do that. I think as you've observed. I just mean the wagon tracks are a good example of what I would prefer that we avoid, which is a concern that if the dragoons, for example, were to investigate and do something stupid, that we bear responsibility because of their stupid choices. Um 
My concern was more exposing us and leading them down a path where they encounter things that they can't process. But what Cloak is saying is that those are two different things. Yes. They are more than welcome to fuck up their lives by making the wrong decisions or investigating something dangerous. But I would prefer if it did not put us in danger while they do so. But at the same time, we do bear some responsibility for that, for leaving the thing that sent them down that path. I don't don't think so. Literally, the unexplainable things that we left behind for them to find can be what breaks their mind. What's unexplainable? The wagon tracks that disappear and then nothing is at the bottom of the ravine. I can think of multitudes of possible mundane explanations for why there are wagon tracks that end at a cliff. When there's none leaving, there are there's not a crashed wagon at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Wagons don't get spirited away normally, mundanely. My only point of bringing it up was it, it was a detail that we could have looked after. And if you leave a trail of honey jars leading to your house, you shouldn't be surprised if a bear barges in. Sure, bears just following its nature or whatever. If you leave things that are going to make people curious, sometimes they will follow that curiosity and complicate your life. Yes, I don't particularly care about this. I would just acknowledge that we played a part in that if it were to happen. To a point. All right. Yeah. Yes, I can acknowledge that perspective. And in case in point with this particular concern, if you wish to erase the wagon tracks, I can help you do so. As could I. Again, I'm not mm-hmm. bothered. Yeah, yeah I believe it was mostly saying that for the discussion you. of future activities. Was it not? Yes, yeah. it was. As a yeah, something to take as a lesson moving forward. Yes. I'm not suggesting we turn the wagon around and go back and fix it, or use our magic to make the back there be here as we choose. I'm just making a note that it's probably something that we might want to consider moving ahead as we move forward. Fair enough. Then a lion appears out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, now with only 33 minutes left in the episode. Maybe when we have only five minutes left in the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Do you have a bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no. Uh, uh, I imagine you all are having this conversation as you carry on. Um, sure. And comes into night on the this fourth night. Um, is it the fifth night? No. Third no. Night. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Stag was the fourth morning. the use morning. of forces too for invisibility. Sorry, what? That was a John Cena reference, but it was no. bad. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Just move on. Just move on. <laughs> just 
move on. Move His on. camera's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, oh, good lord. Um, yes, uh, that's true. This is the this was the fourth morning uh, uh, that we found the stag. So into the fourth evening, into the fifth day, uh, everybody gets a willpower back. Um, I know Gisela is going to want to inspect her page. Yeah, um, in the morning before we head out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, notably, no lion. Um, mm. Which for Jules, he's like, great. Another day of watching out for a lion. <laughs> um, but uh, considering the time you have made and things like that, rough estimate because it's not like somebody's marking off or you know taking or hell have a gps for well, how far you all have gone legba still has that spell maintained so that mage sight does not require willpower oh yeah i mean legba should have a precise to the inch yeah. idea of that that's very true right? yeah mm-hmm. um Okay, I'm scouring strength to get some mana back, okay. and I just got two successes on my screamy. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, hang on. Uh, f- uh, so we're about forty leagues um, cool. into the uh, travel, um, right? Fifth. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the clearing of the second layer of opacity, having the book and the journal, and kind of seeing how the two were connected. Um, and you can definitely see that there's no spell that change these directly. And especially considering you're looking at it with time, it's like, okay, something happened in the past. Um, and only it seems to have been affected, which is from your understanding of time kind of peculiar because usually if somebody changes something in the past then it's always been that way and you don't notice unless you're in the present watching it change does uh he vocalizes yeah i've been mentioning what i've seen so what if the supernal truth that the that the, the the my handwriting was based on has changed? I think that that's kind of what it is. Like I'm, I'm thinking that this book is different based on who is doing the journey. It might have said what it said because that was the last instructions that have been followed. But as we are following it, it's changing and giving us our instructions. Like a new page showing up? Mm. Which, you know, Rilla, does does bring us to... um, We still have no idea who she is. Because unless the ghost is coming back. Actually, yeah, she looks to Theo. You haven't seen any ghosts lingering outside the camp or anything, have you? Um, no. 
like I haven't been actively looking, but nothing's pinged my my senses passively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rough. Drew, can I ask you a quick clarifying question out of character? Mm-hmm. Was it the supernal symbol to indicate the she pronoun? Or is that a loose translation based on an assumption we've made? Uh, yes, it is. Yes. She. So the latter? Mm-hmm. She? Okay. The former. So it's the former. It's Okay. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Some, someone feminine. Um, just because of this question, I'm going to pop on main site and have a look around. Just to <laughs> right. sure like, well, now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah, at following this us. point, I really want to keep scrutinizing just the, the book. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I want to, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm fine, Where honestly, taking your existing investigation and just shifting it from, okay, the page doesn't matter, it's the journal that I'm after. Yeah. And, and, and continuing one this mystery. current. Oh, right, it is point. one mystery, yes. The, the changing book. Where is the new page? All right. I guess that's misleading now. Um, the page about um, she who watches and schemes, mm-hmm. where is that relative uh, to the other pages now? Is that shifted in position? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it basically appeared in a spot that it had not been. Yeah, so is it in the same position it was when it initially appeared? Yes. Is it the third page? The third of four now? Effectively, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Is the rest of the book still written? Mm-hmm. We'll see if it changes when we finish this leg of the journey. Mm-hmm. Rilla is like giving glares at the journal. <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. Books don't do this. Books don't have a mind of their own. Um, but she does mention that awesome. after this is. <laughs> what was that, Chris? A lot more entertaining. It's, I mean. Yes, um, but yeah. After this is all over, if this all works and we still have this book, I really want to study what this thing is doing. Because by the time we finish the journal, I'd imagine we'd know what it's doing. Yeah. Well, how it is doing this? Yeah, I think I, she's more digging into the the mechanisms behind it. Of, yeah, of the how it's doing. Side of it. mm-hmm. Is someone mm-hmm. is someone watching and manipulating it now? Trying to find all the little clockwork inside the book, huh? I yes. mean, if it's if that would be terrific, yes. Or the little spirit that's waking up in the middle of the night and scribbling new notes. Uh, I would have noticed that. Have you checked? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, for Craig, yeah, your quick little look around, uh, you know, even, you know, squinting to, you know, try and look past any veils and stuff like that. Very confident that there's nothing here. Nothing's, you know, tingled to your peripheral mage site. And generally speaking, for ghosts at least, you know, they need an anchor to mm-hmm. hang around comfortably. And this place is not an anchor. Uh, as opposed to when the mm. morning chorus showed up, and for a while it had been an anchor. So. Rook, um, <clears throat> when that happens, like when Theo confirms that she hasn't seen any ghosts, mm-hmm. 
book and says, hmm, you know, considering the new third page makes me realize something. If the lion that we are to encounter is a supernal lion, why would we see it? Wouldn't it be the best stalker there is? Why would it, it approach us plainly? I wasn't planning on seeing it before it struck. Yeah, we had no morning before the stag just walked into camp. Uh, Jules, you know, kind of brings up uh, to be pedantic again. Um, it depends if we're up against a lion or a lioness. Lioness. As... Yeah. I, mu- I would much prefer well, a lion roaring and letting us know. Well, aren't there many kinds of lions? Oh, yeah, American lions. We have mountain lions here. Yes. I have... Oh. <laughs> like Jules realizes, oh, crap. Because, <laughs> of course, he's thinking of, you know, very African. Sure. Which... Maybe he's seen. I don't know if they've been to Africa on their finding the black hole journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, certainly uh, I have not and only know of them through tales. Right. So you might have seen like a picture of one another. Potentially. But. Pre- it's the 1800s. Pre <laughs> Darwinian uh, bio, uh, bio drawings, probably not, uh, you know. Well, and the, uh, the if, if nothing else, you know, you've got lines of the, uh, you know, heraldric variety yeah, <laughs> rampant there's lions of, there's a lot of distributed biological knowledge and collection prior yeah, to but that doesn't mean Isabel has seen it right. oh no I'm not asserting that she would yeah. I'm just mentioning that there's information around that's sure. all I was responding to the notion of it being pre-Darwinian that's yeah. all. Jules and Rilla might be the only ones that have actually physically seen one maybe yeah, yeah it's totally cool I'm not, I'm not blocking your roleplay in Isabel I'm just saying you know if other people know I, of a lion. I was trying to engage with the lion lioness comment because I don't think okay, Isabel gotcha. would know mm-hmm. exactly what he means by that and would be very mm-hmm. curious. Right. Yeah. And this is very much a the, the difference of uh, new world versus old world right. concept of lions. And yeah, Jules is like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Based the, on the text, I, I don't think that we would be encountering a stalker. Rampage. Sounds like a rampage. Overwhelming force. You'll see it coming and know there's nothing you can do about it. Is kind of how I'm expecting it to go down. But we'll... really provides the challenge. And this is as you know, you all are getting ready for the day and starting mm-hmm. out. And Jules is like terrific. Uh, it's like adjusting the. Because I imagine he's accumulated some form of firearm um it's like yep okay terrific <laughs> great um yeah you guys uh i'm glad we talked about this. the reason why i brought this up the notion of hey what what does it mean for there to be a lion is that it might aid us in interpreting what it means for her to be a snake hmm. or the fox among sheep Agreed. 
metaphors all around. Indeed. In... So we have Jules again. Uh, so we have a timid stag and a, a rampant cautious stag, cautious cautious. stag um, and a um, rampant rampaging lion and then a I guess a cunning fox and sneaky snake. Um, he says hesitant for the stag. Yeah, blue barracudas, purple parrots. Uh. Which super excited. <laughs> apparently that apparently the new season the of that has, has come out, and yeah, I need to go see the adult version of this of Legends of the Hidden Temple. So yeah, if anybody knows the link. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, Jules is like, so will we be seeing... Actually, should we have been paying attention? Were there more animal references? What? It didn't show up until the extra stuff started showing up. I don't recall there being anything in the translation that I won't. Um, is the... Are the previous pages the same? That's they a are. good question. But, they are? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. Um. Where's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys continue on having your conversation. Uh, coming towards the end of the journey as you know uh cloak is aware of the you know 40 leagues we got about 10 more so depending on travel and things like that may reach it mid-afternoon later um early evening and you can see in the distance what appears to be um uh, let's make sure i'm thinking the right term buttes maces and stuff like that and they've kind of dotted the you know the area California. huh <laughs> the fact that butte was uh, a word you needed to confirm suggests to me that you're not from california i am from california but i was Are you? yeah i grew up in california <laughs> oh why not Maybe I misunderstood where. Okay, fair enough. Never mind. It's <laughs> uh, all good. Um, I was just making sure I had the right thing. Uh, gotcha. Just Northern California, we take it, you know, take it for granted. Cider buttes and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, Are they okay. different from mesas and plateaus, or is it all the same words? It's basically different all the words same. for same thing. Mm. Different. Difference in scale. Yeah, a mesa is generally a plateau of a certain dimension in the southwest. And buttes are like little hills. Mm -hmm. They're generally not flat topped like mesas. Okay, I thought they were just small plateaus. I mean, they are smaller than plateaus, but they tend to be a little more craggy. Yeah, and a plateau is often narrow, like the Sky Islands in Arizona. You tell it's a butte because there's a big crack down the middle. Yeah! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yep, I, I called them booties when I was little. I much prefer that pronunciation. Yeah. Generally speaking, Mesa's has a top that's wider than its height. Mm-hmm. But we see them in the distance. Indeed. Uh, specifically see one, uh, one, which with Force's sight, 
Ralph, you're like, oh, fun fact. Horseman? Space. Space. Even space. Yep. It's exactly uh, 50 leagues. <laughs> 50 leagues to the base of the Butte. Mm. That is our destination. Unsurprising. Um, <laughs> yes, welcome to Geology Talk with OA. Um, <laughs> so, uh, continuing on, uh, Jules notably start, uh, well, actually, you know, pulls up alongside Isabel and says, would we expect that the lion, I mean, this would be the end of the journey. And because you two have been ranging out, right? And so he. I do not know what to expect. I'm really ready to react. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this to you. kind of wish we had the Dragoons with us. Why? It's just more guns. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. I know, but... I have, you know, Pat's his revolver. I, I just have this um, and my wits. And, and the five of us have many tools at our disposal and will not allow you to come to harm. If you uh, need a bigger gun, I can probably help. <laughs> May need to have a conversation with him about that later. I was there just like leaning in on our conversation. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you need a big gun? <laughs> and make, a, make a regular gun, shoot real big bullets. <laughs> Uh, or I could make a regular gun be a, a gun rifle machete. <laughs> some or some straight up cyber army revolver. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's it's a butterfly revolver. Cloak had overheard that conversation. He probably would have checked Jules with his um, desire to feel more comfortable by getting a bunch of armed men. <laughs> uh, he just mm. wants more guns. Yeah. Oh, and, fair, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Just, Drew, oh, yeah. Drew did say it was kind of a private conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's why. That's why it's, I okay. said if you know, I definitely understood that he wasn't part of it. Um, but as he's you know running alongside, he actually brings up. Could you help me? Like we we've, we've flown, um, and one of the things I was thinking about, and we, were talk we keep talking about sight and stuff like that. Do you help me see better? Is that within the... Do you think... I feel like it's okay. It's not affecting our journey and travel. See far, or do you want to see detail? Detail, I think, right? You want Both? the eyes of a predator? Yes. Or do you want the eyes of a herd animal, wary, for threats? Can I say both? But no, a predator. You can definitely see he's he's trying to read. He's like, is there is there a right answer to this? Uh, <laughs> I know that, Jules. And she just like 
puts her hands on either side of his head and she says, fine, you shall be my lion. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is just going to be one over eight. So a chance die. Okay. Critical failure. Excuse me, dramatic failure. success alright and then if you'd be so kind as to roll gnosis plus life as a counter spell oh snap fun let me make sure I'm looking at this right <laughs> da, 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 mm. da. Okay, yeah. There's no... Oh. Alright. You're close. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, the spell leaves your hands. I I imagine you can feel it in your fingertips. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of washes away. And, you know, Jules keeps looking at you kind of expectantly. And kind of looks over your shoulder into the distance. You know, he watches him squint a little bit and kind of looks back at you. Canceled my spell. Oh. And like you know, voice you know, low whisper, right? And he's like, um, so what do we do about that? Hmm. We appreciate that. The journey. The part of the journey about surviving in the wild perhaps does not want us to enjoy our life magic. Okay. So no paranoia yet. Well, no. I take that back. Paranoia already set in. No fear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of like, you know, draws back. Actually, I think... (laughs) Actually, he, he, he draws back and then goes... Oh, hey, the cover. <laughs> and it just goes for the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there's like the whisper. This is what we were doing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> no need for a cover explanation. Nobody knew or had any questions. <laughs> no. Okay. So but Jules, however, yeah, somebody somebody ask how many uh, ask Jules about his uh, his dating background sometime. Uh, <laughs> it's not great. Uh, um, I never would have guessed. Um, but then kind of you know sits back and looks about afterwards and says, "Okay." Um, This doesn't necessarily make me feel better, but <laughs> no, and there's and there's this kind of like imagine not necessarily a silence, you know, because obviously there's you know everything is continuing, but like nothing 
changes or resolves everything just kind of continues um you can see that he's kind of tensed up a little bit and you know maybe he's putting too much thought into it happening now but but then kind of pulls away and rather than ranging out kind of just moves around to the other side of the wagon so you guys have like the diagonals and also hmm? so it sounds good yeah and then he makes mention as he's passing by the wagon that the spell was attempted but something stopped it um it's just letting people know um that wasn't his knowledge to reveal but that's fine This is this is him leaning into some of his yeah, fear. Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, something happened or didn't happen, and yep. Uh, but yes, as we near those last final leagues um, towards the butte, uh, that's where we will pause for this session. And uh, yeah, um, we had a whole another week to think about those DMs we had to send you, huh? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> really, really looking forward to that. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be great. No foreshadowing or anything, but nah. Trying to adversity. Yep. When your DM sends you messages and you go and you willingly walk in, and be is, like, "Here you, you guys go. DM me this secret." It's, like... <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, also, remember, uh, remember DMs. It's okay to play mind games with your players. Um, like they, they just gave me gave me stuff, and I don't have to use it this session or next session or next session. Save it. It may come up in a completely different arc. You don't have to ever use it. No, just let it just sink in. As Perry once told me, you're really good at making players paranoid. Sure. Just got that sword <laughs> hanging over your head. <laughs> <laughs> anyways thank you all for joining us as always uh we appreciate having you with us for our wacky mage shenanigans um if you want to support us monetarily that is patreon.com slash occultist anonymous or staylucky.club um if you want to hang out with us and i highly suggest you come by discord that's www.geetinto.space there's some other discord url but i can't ever remember it and it's a pain in the butt to type. Uh, come hang out. Tell us about your shenanigans, uh, your mage shenanigans, changeling shenanigans, or chronicles in dark, chronicles of darkness in space shenanigans. Or just shenanigans, shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, try to keep them like PG thirteen. You know, we don't need to know everything about your life, but you know, uh, we got some young folks. Hey, Justice Brewing, check this out. Actually, using the Discord, I gotta remember that I have those in, oh, in me, Twitch. Yeah. I have that; it's there. Yeah. Um, but yes, come hang out. Uh, see birds. Well, actually, we haven't seen too many bird pets, but lots of dogs. It's been, it's been lots of good dogs. Recently. Lots of lots of good dogs. Uh, there's a hamster or a gerbil uh, this morning. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Lots of lots of friendly, fuzzy, and occasionally scaly uh friends and yeah it's it's a good place come come de-stress we try to keep the the real life real world politicky we're living in a pandemic kind of stuff out um so you have a chill place to 
hang out um and you know kind of relax so come on by um and of course there's other ways to support us you can go buy merch you can pick up books on drive through rpg which hey tome of the pentacle it moved it did it's, move it's in final drafts so yeah I'm, another 18 months we might have it in hand yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> not i'm not overly not overly getting uh too hyped but hey it's it's cool that it moved so mm-hmm. um and I have heard that both Virtual Horror Con and Onyx Path Con are coming. So mm-hmm. uh, you may see some of us doing stuff with that. Uh, more news when that happens. Everybody, have a good evening or morning or whatever time it is for you. Thanks, Bye. See you next time. <laughs>